Thanks for listening to the Youthology Podcast with Jeff Grinnell. Be sure to check out all of our available resources on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, or online at youthology.com. Now, let's jump into the podcast. Welcome to Youthology Resources. Thank you for joining us every week. I'm excited about getting into this topic this week because we haven't done this in a couple of weeks. And uh, what we're doing is we're breaking down the new resource for youthology. And it's called The uh, Study of Youth, A History, Theology, Trends, and Future of Youth Ministry. And so in the next few minutes, we are going to kind of take apart the uh, third section of the book and then uh, set you up for next week, which will be the last section of the book and uh, in this review that we've been doing. If you remember, we dealt with the review on the first section of the book, which is the history of youth ministry. Uh, did that a few weeks ago. And then we did the second section of the book, which is the theology of youth ministry. And then we took a break for a couple of weeks and did some live podcasts with students and around the country. And you can get those at our, uh, at our website also. But uh, this week will be uh, section three review and next week section four review, okay? So uh, I'll give you all the information on the screen at the end of this uh, section. And uh, if those of you that are listening to us, we'll cover all the different formats where you can find all of our resources, okay? So let's get into section three of the book. And that is the trends in youth ministry. You know, one of the most important things when it comes to understanding the trends in youth ministry is how that should shape and uh, mold uh, maybe how we can develop a philosophy of ministry in youth ministry to reach youth culture because of what's going on in youth culture. You know, I believe that youth leaders should be the, uh, the, the greatest sociologists on the planet, God's sociologists. You know, in the, in the uh, Old Testament, one of the tribes of Israel uh, was called the Sons of Issachar. And, you know, each of the tribes had different names and characteristic traits for their tribe. But the Sons of Issachar, the Bible says, understood the times and knew what to do. They were God's sociologists. Uh, the description of them also says this, that they had over 200 captains and leaders who led and they were split up into different leadership development. It's just a great uh, understanding of who Issachar was. And I believe that we as youth leaders need to be the same way. And so what I'm gonna do is uh, show you some of the different trends in, uh, that we covered in chapter four of the book. Now, there are six trends, okay? I'm not gonna give you them all because I want you to go by the book. Hello, right? So uh, make sure you do that. So I'm just gonna kind of outline it really quick and leave you wanting more, hopefully. But what I do is I cover six different trends that I see in youth culture and how that should affect youth ministry, okay? And the first one is the disintegration of the family. Wow. You know, if we don't, if, if we don't begin to create more family and community in our youth ministries, then we are simply falling prey to this disintegration that's going on in the home. Yeah, I, I, legislation has gone against the family. Media has gone against the family. Uh, marriages have destroyed, walking through 
separations and divorce, and we've seen all kinds of hits against the family and the loss of that sacred covenant, right? Because our students are dealing with this in their culture, they shouldn't be dealing with this in youth ministry. One of the things that I love to read here uh, from this, I want to take you to a student, okay, uh, that I was having a conversation with. Listen to this quote right from the book. The student said to me, I've had so many conversations about broken homes, about my relationship with my parents and my siblings. Many times these conversations have led to a lack of affection in my home, and I don't want to have a lack of affection in my youth ministry. Man, what a powerful statement by a teenager, right? That when they come to church, there shouldn't be a lack of family there. You know, I believe that many youth leaders have left youth ministry, not because of too much affection or the sexual uh, boundaries they've, they've uh, broken in youth ministry. I think oftentimes that more youth leaders have left youth ministry because of a lack of affection and a lack of love and a lack of family in the youth ministry. Man, that's a powerful statement. I hope it brings a little tension to you because I cover that in here. How we can build a more family-centered or family-structured youth ministry to appeal to that. Let me go to uh, another trend that I see in youth ministry. Family was one. And then um, uh, I, I want to go to this um, emphasis on theology. Okay? Now, you might think that that's kind of a, more of a negative, which obviously it's true when we look at the statistics. Okay? When we look at the statistics amongst the millennial and the Gen Z set, man, we are becoming dangerously close to having, uh, basically raising an atheist generation. You know that atheism, it's rising the fastest in Gen Z, more than the millennials and more than Gen X, their, their parents. The, the atheism is the, is, the, is the highest we've ever seen in a generational set in America. What is also interesting is that only 4%, 4% of Gen Z has a biblical worldview in America. That's the teenagers that we are responsible for in youth ministry. And when you look at the millennials, that wasn't any better just a few years ago. It was in the teens, okay? So we've seen this loss of theology in youth ministry. Um, and let me, sh before I kind of turn to what to do about that, let me just kind of share this and bring a little tension to the talk again. You know, for over a decade, youth ministry has pushed small group, small group, small group. Let's break this down into age stages. Well, let me ask you a question. How did that work for us the last decade? Not very well, did it? We put this huge emphasis on getting away from the gathering, get away, get away from the rally, get away from the youth service setting, get out of the, you know, the, this organized uh, worship setting, having all the kids together, because that's not working. And then what we did is we jumped into the small group uh, model, and that didn't work. If anything, things have gotten worse. Now, it's not because small group is bad or age stage development is bad. What's wrong is leadership. What's wrong is not having theology in those settings. Because I've seen the rally in the larger presence-based setting. I've seen that fail also. So it's, it's not pitting one against the other. Anyway, the whole chat, we deal a lot with this in the chapter. We've got, actually got another chapter in the book on presence-based and program-based ministry. But 
listen, on this, on this trans area, the second area, in youth ministry, we have got to see a rise in theology because I'm hearing it all across. Man, just this week, when I was in uh, Denver, a, uh, I was talking to several students, okay, uh, in, in, the, in the lobby outside the church, and I asked them, listen, is my messaging, is it too difficult? Is it too deep? And one of the students said, no, no. And I, listen, I hear this all the time, but it just happened again uh, just recently in Colorado. And this student said to me, no, and looked at the other, her, her other friends and said, you can bring more. You can get, we can take this, right? You can get deeper. So I want you to see that we have to, in the next uh, you know, few years, if the Lord tarries, we have got to increase theology and youth ministry. And in that chapter, I give you several ways to do that. Okay, through teaching and preaching and through your worship and uh, through mentoring and modeling through uh, more biblical series. And anyway, you can, you can get more out of that. Okay, so uh, the first trend was this disintegration of the family. The, the next one was the um, emphasis in theology. Let me give you the last one, a third one of the six, and that is this worship arts uh, movement. Okay, man, I, I know we see it, we see it in culture. We see it on TV with, you know, uh, America's Got Talent and um, all the, you know, for years now, we've seen this growth of, of TV shows and emphasis on music and giftings and talents and skill sets and drama and photography and spoken word and magic and all that, right? All this stuff. There's a mystical side of Gen Z that is really supernatural. And I think it feeds into this uh, rise in, the, in fine arts in teenagers. Hear me, as a youth ministry, we should be pulling out of our students their gifts and their talents and letting them be used in the youth ministry. In, in, instead of all adults running everything, you know, uh, we gotta get our students more involved. And because several things can happen, when we do that, we, we help them to find their identity. We uh, disciple them. We, we can use fine arts for evangelism. We can use it for community. There's so many different things that, that happen within the, um, the fine arts movement. Man, it's a mystical movement, isn't it? But it, man, please get this and read that because I think it will help you shift the youth ministry uh, to become a little more palatable, attractive to teenagers when we uh, head down this fine arts road and this worship movement. Because worship is more than just music, y y you know that. Man, okay, one real practical thing on that, having a, having a night or a month where it's just displaying the talents of the students. Yeah, oh man, yeah, what a blast. Anyway, again, thank you for joining us. You know, uh, right down there at the bottom of the screen, um, you can join us at youthology.com. If you go there to the website, you can read this manuscript this week, you can watch the YouTube video, or you can listen to the iTunes podcast. All of it's uh, accessible right there on the website. If you go to our social media, okay? You can go to all of our social media, it's uh, whatever platform you're on, uh, slash, forward slash Jeff Grinnell, you can find us and um, join us there too. Just hit the link tree in the bio and it takes you to a place where you can buy the book at Amazon or uh, if you want to buy it on youthology.com, great too. And let me say one more thing because we just started this past week pushing this new movement. Many of you know that I have for seven years been trying to raise up 
a thousand teenagers who would fast and pray every Friday at lunch. That's right. Well, we're over 1,100. It's a powerful movement. We have over 1,100 students who have committed to it. And God put on my heart that in this year, 2020, we would raise 5,000 teenagers who would fast and pray every Friday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. right in there somewhere around your lunch hour or if you're off school at home or with your friends at the coffee shop or the donut shop or whatever. And so what we did is we started a page called... uh, on Instagram, at the American Christian Teenager. At the American Christian Teenager. It's right down there. You'll see it on the screen. And start using the hashtag, would you send me pictures of you and your friends? Because that page is not going to be for social stuff. It's going to be for prayer only. And I've already posted about seven or eight different posts there on prayer. That whole Instagram page is going to be specifically for signing you up to become a part of that uh, 5,000 in 2020. So would you go there, please? Uh, thank you again for joining us um, at the, the Uthology Resources Podcast. And you, uh, again, follow us on all different formats. And you can read, you can watch, or you can listen. Thank you again. God bless you. Have a great week. It's, it's-